everyone, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Fernando. Everybody calls me Fernie. And I am a professional psychic medium and spiritual teacher. And uh, on today's podcast, we are going to talk about the time that I broke into an abandoned hospital. (laughs) So it's going to be kind of a different um, episode, I guess, just because I'm not teaching you so much as I am sharing sharing a story uh, from my bag of tricks, right? (laughs) From Fernie's bag of tricks. Um, So if you don't know anything about me check check out my um my website fernandomarone.com um and you can find out more about me about the sessions that i do you can also follow me along on social media i'm on instagram and uh, youtube and uh, i'm also on facebook and snapchat and if you guys want to get a free session with me go over to my facebook channel my uh, professional facebook page sign up or follow along and once a week i do a facebook live where i get together with you guys and answer your questions so different ways to uh, interact with me but i'm glad you're here today listening to this uh, episode so let's rewind a few years right let's go back a few um years to when i was just a little uh, tyke right and this was this was around the high school years of my life back when i uh, went to, to uh, austin high school this was back in houston and uh, i was really close with my cousin jennifer and she and i we, we kind of grew up like brother and sister and she was the one who was always taking risks and um going out there doing stuff she shouldn't do she shouldn't be doing i remember i was always at her house i mean just going to her house and having fun with her and um she she was a little bit of a tomboy so every time i went over to her house she was always up doing the stuff that i wouldn't have done like she'd be on the roof you know with her friends and her mom would get home and you all you'd hear is her mom come pulling into the driveway and screaming jennifer jennifer you know get off the roof get off the roof so it's you know she was that kind of a of a kid and uh i i was more laid back chill i was always the one who followed the rules i was always trying to be a good little boy you know and even though this was high school and it wasn't that young we weren't that young but i mean this was you know in the earlier high school years so we um she had a couple of friends who um were just very much like people who like to go and have fun and try new things and you know just put themselves in awkward situations where you know you could get in trouble maybe even arrested um and they came up with this idea they came up with this plan to go to this abandoned hospital this was a a hospital in the houston area now it's it's a, a like a luxury loft um complex but back then this was just like an abandoned building and it it hadn't been a hospital for many 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 years so they wanted to go and you know check it out and and so we all got into this car we drove over to a side of town that we had no business being in and we were kind of not familiar with and uh they, they they didn't come very prepared um honestly none of us came prepared at all i was just going along because i was totally open to it not only that but i knew that i was psychic i knew that i had unique abilities but i was curious to test them i was curious to like go and put myself in an environment where you're supposedly supposed to have like weird encounters and experiences or or paranormal encounters and experiences and back then this is this was in the 90s so um 
shows that were about like ghost hunting and and going into abandoned places they were starting to pop up here and there so this was already starting to become kind of a norm um and back in back in those days so we drove over to this place right and it was like dark it was night and uh we didn't come very prepared so we didn't have flashlights this was back before any of us really had cell phones i mean the iphone didn't hadn't even been introduced yet you know i had a cell phone but i didn't necessarily why did i have a cell phone i mean this was no i didn't because i didn't get a cell phone until after i i graduated that's right yeah so this was back before i even had a cell phone oh my god like what was wrong with us so so we didn't even have like we didn't have phones with flashlights we didn't actually have flashlights and we went with candles if you believe it or not and not just like candles like you know candles inside of a glass uh, container or vase we went with these like candlesticks so we're gonna be walking around lighting up candlesticks at this abandoned hospital um that was the plan okay right (laughs) so uh, how we graduated high school i have no idea honestly no idea how that would have even happened um so we get there and it's pitch black and we're trying to find a way in and the, the the normal front entrance to the hospital is locked up it's chained up and there's notices everywhere no trespassing <laughs> there's no trespassing notices everywhere and of course me being the you know goody two shoes I'm like oh my god we're gonna get arrested oh my god we're gonna go to jail for a life you know so so dramatic but uh, so we uh, we decided to get in through the chapel because this this particular hospital had like 12 floors it was a it was a high rise um, and it had 12 floors and it had a chapel attached to one side of the building and the chapel had these stained glass windows but apparently somebody had already gotten gone you know gone and and uh probably broken in because it was one of the uh, glass pane windows was already broken so we we entered through there and we got into the chapel and oh my god that chapel was huge it was like a two-story it was like a full-blown two-story church and um it i felt you know like oh my god this is sacrilege because i grew up catholic and you don't just you don't break into a church you don't like step foot into a place like that with impure thoughts and impure like mindset so i i was already feeling super guilty and i felt super bad that we had broken into this hospital and we weren't going to the church and we broke into the church so um but there was, you know, still a crucifix on the wall. He mass, you know, huge uh, Catholic crucifix in the front, um, and there were no chairs. It was just an empty chapel. But I mean, definitely, it was old and abandoned. And uh, so we were looking around, just kind of. It was so quiet. I remember getting in there, and there was like, there really was no light. Um, it was so dark in there. Now we had our, were our candles, and there was, I think, there was like a group of five of us, I believe. Yeah, I think there were five of us, and. Um, so we started walking around, checking it out, looking. There was the organ. The organ was still there. That was the kind of attached to the or all the pipes that were behind the um, the uh, to the side, off to the side of the uh, church. 
and uh, as we turn around we're you know, kind of going through the chapel looking at different places and I, I wasn't so scared inside the chapel so much because you know i'm used to when you're in a church you know you're safe or or you you know there's nothing that will hurt you there well back then i mean nowadays people are getting shot in churches and you go to you go to a mosque and you're gonna you know you're taking the risk of getting shot i mean so anyways back to my story because i don't want to get back <laughs> don't want to get into stupidity here but um we were in this church and as we were turning around looking into the connection to the building because there's a connecting uh like set of doors into the, the the hospital and we start walking in that direction and the first thing we see when we walk into the hospital right there at the entrance um to the hospital from the chapel there's this gurney just like just sitting there in the middle of the hallway and it was this really dark dark like long corridor hallway and this gurney is just sitting there and the gurney you know i don't know if you guys have ever seen the original halloween series the original michael myers movies where there was part one and part two and in part two of the original michael myers uh halloween two there the the hospital you know they have the long hallways along corridors and those um like retro 50 60 um gurneys where they're like they've got leather fabric it's like a leather fabric but it's like a teal or a aqua or um turquoisey color so it's got that those colors so that's it's one of these old gurneys right so you could tell this place has been abandoned for a while because if the last gurney that they had working there was from back in the 50s and 60s it must be old um so we see it just sitting there and i'm like oh my god the first thing of course the first thing i think about as soon as i see that gurney is like holy crap like this is this is just like the movie halloween like this is some of the stuff that you would see in the movie halloween and then we uh, started walking down the hallways and i mean it was so dark and so scary and the the feeling of this place was just intense and thick i mean the energy was just really thick there and you look into like as you walk through the hallway all these doors are open and they're all empty and dark as well and these doors lead to more hallways lead to more i mean it's just it was insane and uh so we're walking through there slowly but surely going through each floor and we get to this one um one floor where you go, you go to where the receptionist area would be at. You know, you get into the hospital and you go to the receptionist area and they tell you where to go or what you need to be doing there. And uh, there's the, the, the phone was still there. The original telephone that they used was still there. And I kid you not, I believe it was a rotary phone. And it's it's kind of funny because I've been seeing these uh, videos on YouTube of, of um, these kids where they're given like a rotary phone and they have no idea how to use it. And they're like, how do how do I how do I use this phone and you don't realize you're you know they didn't they didn't they don't know you're supposed to pick up the phone and then you put your finger in the hole that represents the number and then you spin the dial all the way to the other side and then you go to the next number and do the same thing next number the same thing next number until you finish your number sequence and then it'll 
dial out to the person or to whoever you're trying to call. So they didn't know that they, they don't know that that's how it works, right? And if you're hearing this and you don't know what a rotary phone is, that's what a rotary phone does. That's what it is. And you should look it up on YouTube or on uh, Facebook because there, there are these videos of these kids trying to figure it out and they have like five minutes to figure out how to use this damn thing and they cannot figure it out in the five minutes that they have. So, um, so I, we get to this reception area and there's this rotary phone and it's that it's that uh that teal green again so i'm like oh my god this is a really old this really is an old hospital and there was an old cabinet there and i mean it it just took me back to when i was a kid uh, in the 80s and my mom would go over to some of the old clinics and get you know go to the doctor and some of the old components from old hospitals and clinics were still there so it just took me back um but it was so freaking scary in there i mean so scary and it's not like i was bombarded or overwhelmed um, with energy from ghosts or from spirits. Um, honestly, I, 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 I was kind of underwhelmed. I think my own fear and my own anxiety and my own, um, like thoughts were affecting me more than what I was actually feeling. And I think that's the case with a lot of these shows where they build it up to the point that, the experience is this really weird, crazy, scary, demonic, evil, you know, presences in the in the places and locations. And it's usually not like that. There's a there's another video that I did back um, and I probably have to re re um, make it public because I think I took it down. But um, it's an old video that I did with an old friend of mine, um, Ingrid. And we went to this prison, um, Lavaca. I think it was in Lavaca, Port Lavaca. I think it was in Port Lavaca. But um, we went to this this prison over uh, in South Texas in this old, like, 100, 200-year-old prison. And uh, it was kind of intense as well. But it was, it was our own thoughts, our own fears. Going through the dark corridors, it's a lot scarier than it actually is. And it's mostly your own thoughts and your own feelings that really, you know, make you nuts. Um, so a lot of these movies, a lot of these shows that I watch, it, it just, every time I see something that is overly done or it's overly dramatized, I, I, I'm just like, whatever, like, give me a break. Like, it, it, it did not happen that way. Or you are just so full of shit. I mean, it just, I, I think about it every single time I see one of these shows because I'm thinking to myself, it, it that's not how it happens. That's not how it goes. And, and they just over dramatize it in every single sound, every single this, every single that, um, you know, in the house that I live in now, I mean, it's such a noisy old house and, and the wood is always cracking and popping, especially when there's temperature changes because it's an old house, you know, our whole, our house in Houston, that was an old house. That was a hundred year old house. It's a really old house. And all kinds of um, sounds we'd be hearing through in the house. It's an old house. Now, we did have an experience there, which I'll tell you after this, because that's a pretty cool experience. But anyways, back to the story. So we went walking through, you know, the different floors. We went down to the morgue. Um, and granted, I'm sure this place was filled with asbestos. And us being, you know, teenagers not knowing anything about what the hell asbestos was, uh, we weren't prepared. We didn't even realize. And I think in the mortuary, there was probably black mold on the walls. Because, I mean, this place had been abandoned for so long and there was so much mildew and grime and stuff. So, I mean, it was really bad for us to be there to begin with. Um, so we went through all the different floors, freaking each other out, scaring each other to death. Um, we got to this one floor where there was a dead owl in the middle of the the um, 
in the middle of the the floor. I mean, the room. It was just just like just laying there. Um, and I was just like, why is there an owl just like laying there? But uh, that was pretty weird. It was pretty odd. And uh, we got to this one point where the floor felt different. There's something different about this one floor. And um, we we start walking down the hall, and I remember I kind of just held back a little bit and everybody else was walking ahead and I held back a little bit and at one moment I just felt like I stepped into a fridge I mean I I, I just walked into this one spot and it was so cold and then not only did was the temperature different but I also felt just extremely like just a sense of fear a sense of fear and almost as if i was kind of paralyzed by the fear but it was just like sudden and overwhelming and in that moment in that instance and it was just like and it's just like in that moment i felt different now this is back when i was a teenager right i didn't really have the the skill set as a psychic medium that i do now i mean now if i wanted to tune in i can just like mentally tune in and see who this is try to get some information try to get some details maybe talk to them talk to them and talk to them over to the other side if i can back then i didn't have that skill set so i all i went by is is feeling because being a natural empath that's what i naturally came up as as an empath um for me it was more of a physical emotional thing first before i ended up developing more into the mental and um mental and um um what's the word god what is the word that i'm thinking about visual the the visual the clairvoyant aspect of things so this was more it was more emotional for me back in the day but i I just felt this sudden overwhelming like chill and a sense of dread and fear and it just hit me so strongly and i was like oh my god and i didn't know if i felt it if it was my own fear or if it was actually coming from something now that i look back on it i'm pretty sure this is probably um a spirit or a ghost um that was just kind of hanging out there but they were probably more afraid of us than we were of them because here we are this group of teenagers that just being rebellious and just going there looking for trouble um so i i'm pretty sure they were probably more scared of us than we were scared of them i mean if you were in an abandoned building by yourself or if you were in a building by yourself and a group of teenagers came into the building and you're all by yourself and they're just making a big sound and a ruckus and they're yelling at each other and whatever like wouldn't you be scared probably so i'm sure this was just a a spirit or a ghost hanging out and they didn't realize that they were dead or they were still attached to this place and uh they were scared of us so I, i think i was picking up on them but we went through the entire building. Um, it was kind of nuts, kind of crazy. Then we went back down, went back, went back out through the um, the chapel, and that was it. I mean, it was it was. I, I'm telling you, it was kind of an underwhelming experience. It was cool for what it was. I mean, they should have turned it into a haunted house. I'm sure they would have made out killing if they would have turned it into a haunted house um but yeah but now it's like this like luxury lofts off of uh, what is this off of like mckinney i don't know what is this what street this is off of um but it's in the medical center of houston now so so this is where that's at um that was a pretty cool experience now the other experience the one that i wanted uh that i was talking about um what was i what was i going to tell you about you guys about i was totally going to tell you about another story where i had another experience so the other experience the one that really just scared the hell out of me was um and you know it's 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 not that 
easy to scare me nowadays. I mean, as a kid, I would freak out and run. And I remember one Halloween, um, my cousins, uh, they used to live out kind of, you know, on acreage. And every year, um, they were kind of on the outskirts of the city. And every year they would, um, in the fields, they would create a, a haunted like maze and it was kind of a haunted house slash maze type thing because he used to throw the biggest halloween parties ever so there was always like i mean probably a good hundred people at these parties they were they're were huge and the party was always in this old barn that belonged to the family so this was a pretty cool place to, to begin with to have a party i mean kind of i actually kind of miss those days um where the, they used to have these huge shindigs but they would turn the the crops into like this this scary haunted maze. And one year, I got the guts. I got up enough guts to do it because I'm like, I want to do it. I want to do it, but I didn't want to do it right. So I um, went with my aunt because my aunt said she would she would go with me. So it was, and she's like, you know, she was fifty something years old probably at the time that this happened. And so we all were going in a group, and then the group went ahead. And then um, the group had like maybe six or seven people in it. And then my aunt said she'd go with me, just me and her. So we start going in, and um, as we're as we're going in to the the uh, haunted maze, of course, people start popping up from from the the ground. I mean, like all these trap doors open up from the ground that you didn't even realize are there, and they're all coming out. And then you're hearing chainsaws, and you're hearing all kinds of screaming and stuff like that. I was freaking out. I was flipping out. I was like, "Holy fuck, no! Screw this shit! I'm done. I'm out of here." And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to run, and my aunt is holding on to me. My Thea's holding on to me, and she's like, "You know, mijo, mijo, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." Mijo's like Spanish for like my son or whatever, but she's like, "Mijo, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." And I'm like, "No, no!" And I was like freaking out, and I was screaming. And so I'm trying to get away, and she's holding on to me, and I'm like, "She needs to let me go. She needs to let me go." So I'm like pushing her away from me and i push her and she like like falls backwards (laughs) she she fell backwards into one of the holes that the people were popping out of so she's holding on to me i push her she falls backwards into one of the holes and i can hear them all laughing and cracking up that she fell into the hole the people that were coming out of the holes and i took off and i ran and i ran into the middle of the group of people that had gone ahead of us because i was like i need to be with a group of people i need to be with a group of people and so i mean apparently she fell into the hole the other guys all started laughing and then they got you know luckily she didn't hurt herself but um they were trying to help her come out of the dirt hole um that i had thrown her into so that was kind of funny um poor thea right um but anyways so the story that freaked me out or the one that 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 scared the hell out of me so we had just moved into our 100 year old house um in houston and this was in the earlier days when we didn't have a lot of furniture. We hadn't really gotten a lot of furniture. And we had our bedroom, though. We had our set. And uh, the girls, my, my kitties, I had taken them over to my mom's house because we had painted and uh, we didn't want them to smell the fumes. So we didn't want them to get sick or anything like that. And cats are really sensitive to, to, to set smells. So there are certain smells that if they smell them, they can go into like cardiac arrest, like a like it's deathly serious right so i took them over to my mom's because i didn't want them to smell any of the paint fumes and uh we had prepped the house and we had put paper on the floor this like it's like a it's like a 
three or four, four foot wide paper roll that you rolled and we rolled it all along the edges of each of the rooms and taped it down because when we paint the paint wouldn't drip onto the floor it'd, it'd fall onto that paper and then we could just roll the paper up and throw it away so that night we had got, and, and there was also um plastic we had some plastic in some of the rooms as well but but anyways um we had we were going we were sleeping and as we're i mean I'm, I'm dead asleep right i mean no pun intended i was dead asleep but my partner ed wakes me up and he's like hey babe babe and i'm like what and i'm like trying to wake up and he's like hey wake up wake up and i was like what he's like there there's someone in the house someone's in the house i'm like what do you mean he's like babe listen someone's in the house and i'm listening and in the other bedroom you can hear footsteps like on the paper like someone's walking across the floor on the paper and you can distinctly hear the foot footprints along the floor and i'm thinking to myself you know no maybe it's maybe it's um the cat's and, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit, the cats aren't home. Like, I took the cats to my mom's. They're not even in the house. So I'm like, okay. And then and then all of a sudden you hear the closet door in that bedroom. You hear the closet door open and click open. And then you hear it close by itself and click close by itself. And, you know, these are old doors. So when they open, you hear the the the, the um the squeaking of the, the hinges. So we heard that and then it opens and then it clicked back close. And we were like, oh, shit. So we both got up and freaked out. And we're like, you know, turn on the lights, turn on the lights. So we thought maybe someone broke in. So our plan was to, like, get up and then go to all the rooms, oh, turn on the lights to scare whoever's there. So maybe they can go out the same way they came in. Maybe it's through one of the um, windows in the um, in that room. So we get up, we run, and start turning on all the lights and making all kinds of noises and sounds or whatever. And we finally go into that room and there's nobody there and turn on the light there's nobody there and we checked all the windows all the doors nothing's open nothing's unlocked not only that but that house our house is it was designed with all of these bars on all the windows by an artist um and they're actually really really pretty um like these designed artistic um bar, uh, bars that look like these ivies going up the window so they don't actually look like bars they look like ivies but they serve a double purpose right they're bars so our house is pretty well protected it's literally fort knox but you know when we went into the room and we saw nobody um there i mean i was just like oh shit like now i know that a, a, someone passed in my house before we moved in a, a, a woman had a heart attack and died and she um she fell in, in the kitchen as she had her heart attack and her necklace caught the stove so when the neighbors found her she was hanging by her necklace um on the stove stove do- uh, knob um, by the neck and she was just there cold and you know solid so that's how they found her um and her name is green granny green actually and i, I went ahead and before when we first moved in we we did a smudging of the house just to make sure that everything was good um, and there was no energy, residual energy left behind, et cetera. So when we moved in, the, the energy of the house was fine. But that week we were doing renovations. I mean, that was one of the reasons why the cats weren't there were because we were painting and doing some renovations. And we had uh, like an extra door in our bedroom that was just redundant, like it served no purpose. So we had the door removed. And it's that night after we had the door removed and, and the wall sealed up that 
the sounds started up. So I had to go through the entire house, and I had the next day I went ahead and I smudged the shit out of the place. Um, and then after that, we were fine. There was, you know, whatever was there was gone. Now, granted, this probably wasn't even a ghost. I mean, I'm pretty sure Granny Green is up in heaven. She, you know, she's already crossed over, etc. But you know, when you when when someone lives in a space for so long, there is still residual energy that's there. And when you mess with the house, or when you mess with a piece of property, you're making some major changes. It shakes the energy of the house, and then it kind of it can cause a, a reawakening of of old energy, right? So. I'm pretty sure it was just old energy that was just getting woken up or just, you know, aggravated. Um, not aggravated personally, like it was that aggravated towards us. Just it was being agitated, right? The energy was being uh, affected. And so it started to reinitialize. Um, so, so yeah, so the, the energy had settled. And then by me, by us having that door removed, it shook the energy up of the house. It messed with the energy of the house and then started to cause things to go bump in the night. So I went ahead, smudged the whole house. It was fine after that. So I didn't have any issues after that period. But, it, it, you know, it's, it's just something that, you know, can happen. So, and I actually felt more in my own house than I did at that damn house hospital which is crazy but it was it was a ton of fun um and if anything i would suggest if you've if you ever feel a sense of desire to want to go to these places that you see on tv that people are always doing these like night um night uh, um what is the expeditions where they're going to these haunted places i would suggest trying one and doing one just for the hell of it just because even if you're just going just to see if your own senses if you can pick something up it's totally worth it i mean but it's 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 it can be very underwhelming a lot of people think that they walk into a old haunted place and stuff is just going to be going crazy and, and causing causing all kinds of a ruckus and it's not like that at all there's this actually there's a series that i really love because you, you you watch all these shows and we have this whole genre of ghost hunting etc and they so over dramatize everything and it's just it's hard to believe it all right it's hard to really count it as something valid so there's this show on buzzfeed um buzzfeed if you ever watched the sh like this buzzfeed show with um um uh, these two guys what are their names they're, they're both cute i would totally um super super hot guys um ryan Bar Bar Barciaga, I think, and the other one, I forgot the other guy's name, but they're both super hot. Anyways, um, they uh, have a show on BuzzFeed and they go into haunted places and they do, you know, their own night. Uh, they stay the night and see if they can catch evidence. And you've got one who's super, super sensitive and he's like jumping to every single thing that he can jump to, which is Ryan. And then you've got the other guy and um, he's uh, more like even kill and he doesn't really believe in ghosts or believe in all the haunted stuff so he's more like t down to earth and i love both of them being there and the mix of them because when you watch the show and you actually listen to the series um it, watch the show when you watch the show it it's realistic it, it feels like just two guys who are going to a place that's supposedly haunted and they're just being themselves they're not really over dramatizing they're not acting they're just seeing if they catch anything and sometimes they catch some stuff which is kind of interesting sometimes totally overly trying to make it sound like it is something when it's not so I like those kinds of shows because it gives you both perspectives and, and then you have to decide whether somebody's really reaching um, or if there's actually something more to it. So, but all right, guys, well, this was a blast connecting with you guys and sharing my experiences of being in haunted locations. I love you all and I will 
talk to you guys next week. Um, FYI, like I said, if you want to catch me on face, uh, Facebook live, you can get a free session with me. You can ask me a a question or two. Um, and if you want to have a session with me, you can just go to my website, fernandomarone.com. I'm also on Instagram and I'm also on um, Snapchat as well, which I don't really post on there as much as I should. But um, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to uh, trying out my new telescope tonight. I'm probably going to post pictures soon so you can see those. Um, but I got a, this uh, this new telescope, which was su- uber, normally super expensive, but I got it at like dirt cheap. So I'm super excited about that but i wanted to uh just uh thank you guys for joining in and i will talk to you guys next time okay until then bye bye